All right. Well, hey, everybody, this is Keith Paul Jason, your host of the Fatherhood Rocks podcast. And I want to tell you, thank you for taking a moment to check out the Fatherhood Rocks podcast. Now, we are back here at Cultivate Coffee and Tap House in Ypsilanti, Michigan, and I am joined today by the Washtenaw County Administrator, Greg Dill. Greg, I want to say thank you for joining me on the podcast this morning. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Greg, he has served as the Washtenaw County Administrator since late 2015. Uh, he has worked with the county for just about 20 years, and one of the things that I have always appreciated about Greg is the fact that he may not always be the one out in front with the mic, but he's always the one in the mix making things happen. And you're going to hear today a little bit more about how he's not only been able to make things happen in Washtenaw County, but how he's been able to make things happen as a father, which I'm sure uh, he'll agree that that's been one of the greatest joys yeah. of his life. So Greg, thank you for joining me on the podcast this morning. Keith, thank you for having me. I'm very, very, very excited to be here. All right, so we'll get started with a lightning round. Okay. Um, and as you know, this is just gonna be 10 quick questions. Okay. Need a quick answer from you. Okay. And then we'll go ahead and get moving into our full conversation. All right. All right, so appropriate age to get a child a cell phone. Fifteen. Favorite TV dad? Oh, boy. Uh, likely not popular in today's environment, but I'll say because of how I grew up, Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah that'd be my choice, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, worse to clean up, a blowout diaper or projectile vomit? Uh, I'd say the blowout diaper. Favorite movie you've watched with your children? There's been so many, but I would say Avatar. At what age did you endorse dating? <laughs> I'm not sure I do today. <laughs> uh, I would say 16. Okay. Yeah. Better at teaching children how to drive, mom or dad? Definitely dad. Favorite dad getaway? Uh, to the golf course. Favorite family vacation spot? Myrtle Beach. Better at helping with homework, mom or dad? Dad. And then name your children's favorite colors. My oldest daughter, Deanna, her favorite color is red. And I believe that's also true of my middle daughter, my youngest daughter, blue. All right. Well, that's our lightning round. So all thank right. you so much for yeah, participating in that. Yeah. And now, if you could do us all a favor and just introduce your family yeah. and sure. a little bit about yeah. your background coming yeah. up. Okay, great. Uh, so I'm married for 24 years to my lovely wife, Deborah Dill. And we have two children from that marriage. I have an older daughter who's 38 with her own family. She lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and my, two my uh, youngest two daughters are... 22 beginning well next Wednesday she'll be 22 and my youngest is 16 okay and now so you are the the Washtenaw County Administrator yes. and I know that that's a tremendous responsibility but I don't know if a lot of people know what that means so can you give us a little bit of a background on what that is sure uh, I am essentially the chief executive officer for the county in that I'm responsible for the day-to-day -day operation of the county uh, and that includes working very closely with some co-employers. If you, if you think about 
our, our countywide elected officials and our, our courts, they act as co-employers. And, and by that I mean uh, we are responsible for their budget and for helping them manage uh, their, their, their uh, talent resources. Um, but the day-to-day -day operations of the county all fall under my purview. And what are some examples of some of those day-to-day -day operations? Well, we are responsible for the provisioning of uh, almost $400 million of, uh, of, of resources that flow through our county, some from the state and federal level. Um, but the biggest thing that, that I focus on on a daily basis is making sure that the $110 million of community investments are used in the most appropriate way, making sure that uh, our uh, 1,500 FTEs have the things that they need to, to catalyze those investments. And by FTE, that's full-time employee? Yes. Okay. Full-time employees. All right. Yeah. Excellent. So can you talk to us a little bit about, I mean, obviously community is very important to you, but talk to me about why fatherhood is so important. Well, well you know, I, so I have derived so much joy out of, out of my children. They are all very, very different. Uh, but, you know, you know, for me as a, as a parent, the joy that I, I get from, from my daughters is really what keeps me grounded. Uh, I work in a high-stress environment, and the ability to come home every day and talk with my, my children, uh, see them grow into young, uh, healthy, productive adults is, is really the highlight of my life. So. Now, can you tell me a little bit about who shaped your fatherhood style? Well, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, my father, and, and, and in an unconventional way, when I was a very young man, uh, we, my mother and father were divorced, and uh, I spent, as the oldest of five siblings, I spent most of my childhood uh, really trying to replace what wasn't there from my father, and, and I think what it taught me a couple of very, very important lessons, it, it certainly taught me uh, the importance of family, uh, and it taught me you know, what children miss when they don't have both parents in the, in the home. And as I grew up and, you know, uh, moved to adulthood and had children, I wanted to make sure that their home environment was as healthy as possible. And, and I think what I gleaned from my own childhood is how to do things the right way. So I'm very grateful for that. You know, my father and I, we came back together later in life and really had a really productive relationship. Um, but I always used to tease him that, you know, you taught me how to be a father by not being there. So um, really, those are the things that really shaped how I think about fatherhood. Yeah, you know, when I talk to a lot of dads, I hear a common conversation that they, basically what you were just sharing is that they learned from the absence of their father how to be a father. But one of the other things that I'm starting to see now is that there are a number of fathers who are finding that it's not enough to just say, I don't want to be like my dad. Because if you say, I don't want to be like my dad and then don't pursue anything else, exactly. you end up almost by default yeah. Yeah. becoming yeah. a lot yeah. like yeah. because that programming yeah. that started at a young age was there. Yeah. So who were some of the people yeah. that you looked at in the absence of your father mm -hmm. to help shape the way that you would be actively involved? So, uh, you know, obviously um, um, my, my uh, extended family uh, had two uncles that were very, very active in my life uh, and really watching them with their families, uh, that was really critically important. You know, I talked a lot about 
you know Bill Cosby and, and what went on on you know as he was the the famous TV dad when I was growing up and really really wanted to because that was that was my my only uh, foray into knowing what uh, a family was like with that had two parents so I really looked at that a lot and you know much of it for at least for me was finding my own way with, with my children and really understanding what was important to me and what seemed to be important to us as a family and that was quality time together uh, it wasn't so much you know you know the things that that people might say are traditional things we did a lot of things that I most might find untraditional uh, just in terms of how we spent time together you know, walks uh, the ability to, to sit down and read a book together uh, you know the ability to, to go to um, places that some might think were uh, you know non-traditional uh, walking through EMU's campus for example mm -hmm. uh, very early on I would take my uh, daughters to EMU's campus and just walk through the campus and while they were too young to understand what a college campus was about it was really only about spending quality time with yeah them. yeah and I you know you bring up something that's a conversation that could probably be an entire podcast in and of itself is the the evolution of Bill Cosby or at least the evolution of our understanding of who Bill Cosby is but I think we can certainly talk in terms of Cliff Huxtable Right. And his character yes. on the show. Yes. One of the things that I really appreciated and always kind of wanted to be like in terms of him was I love the fact that he was able to understand when to bring the laughter and understand when to bring the thunder. No I, question <laughs> about that. I mean, yes. I remember yes. the, the episode where he was talking with Theo yeah. about uh, not going to school or something yeah. along those yeah. lines. Yeah. And Theo goes through this passionate speech. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the speech... <laughs> Cliff Huxtable says, that's the dumbest thing right. I've ever... Yeah, I <laughs> you remember know. that SEDX episode, yes. A, 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 lot of right. people, yeah. a lot of people would say that was probably the wrong way to handle it, but in my mind, I thought it was great. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I try to carry that same style with yeah. my kids yeah. as well. Yeah. Not that I look for opportunities to tell them yeah. that their decisions yeah. are dumb, right. but yeah. to yeah. properly support. Well, Keith, I think you're spot on with that. One of the things that, that I try to practice with my daughters is, is really knowing when to listen uh, when to lecture and when to insist. So, I mean, that, there's a delicate balance there, obviously. Um, but, you know, certainly want to try to do more listening, want, want to try to understand their perspective on things, uh, and then try to perhaps uh, provide them with some, with some options or opportunities to look at things a little bit differently. But I think that's really the critical component of, of, of being a father is, is knowing how to do and when to do certain things, when to listen when to lecture, and, and when to say, listen, uh, how about approaching this from a different perspective? And of course, from time to time, as you say, you have to bring the thunder. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when I need to do that, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I most certainly will. So. Yeah. Now, you, you talked about, well, we've talked about not only Cliff Huxable, but you talked about your uncles as well. Yeah. Can you tell me maybe the best advice that you've ever gotten from someone else as it pertains to fatherhood? So, so the, yeah, uh, I, my, one of my uncles um, used to impress upon me the greatest gift that you can give to your children is the gift of time and, and making sure that you use that time wisely. And uh, that is one of the things that, that I've, I've tried to practice, uh, you know, to this point in, in my life, making sure that I make the appropriate amount of time for them. And, and to me, quality time is not always about 
you know, how much or the, the, the amount of time that you have to spend. It's making sure that uh, you can use that time in a way that provides value for both of you. And uh, I've really tried to practice that a, a great deal with, in my relationships with my children. Um, being able to, uh, you, know, you know, in the middle of the day drive up, my daughter's at Michigan State University, to being able to drive up in the middle of the day and have lunch with her unexpectedly. Serves two purposes, as you know, when you have a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a young lady, a 21-year-old at, at college, being able to drive up and say, hey, how you doing? I'm in town. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's have, have lunch. Serves another purpose as well. I get to get a chance to see what's really going on up there. So, you know, those kinds of things, picking up my youngest daughter from, from school and going and, and having pizza before we go home, those kinds of things really afford us the opportunity to, to talk in a, in a way that we wouldn't otherwise do and you know really giving us a chance to talk and connect without mom in the picture now we certainly include mom in everything but this is a chance for me to cultivate that relation that one-on-one relationship with him now it sounds like you're certainly intentional in the way that you do that which leads to a conversation that is challenging for a lot of fathers nowadays is how do you balance or be intentional about the way that you're balancing things. I mean, you yeah. talked earlier about being the county administrator, yeah. overseeing a $400 million budget, a yeah. hundred and some right. plus million dollars worth of money that's going into community initiatives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a little bit of time that is taken out of Absolutely. your schedule. Yeah. And of course that's sarcasm, but yeah. how do you manage that intentionally so that yeah. you have those opportunities yeah. right. to be there for your children? Well, one of the things that, that I've made a priority is, is being there for them in, in their important moments. Uh, both of my daughters were high school, my two youngest daughters were high school athletes. And I, and I take pride in the notion that in a, over the last 10 years, I think I've only missed three games. So I've been, been intentional, as you say, about making sure that I'm there, uh, you know, when, when they are doing something that's very, very important to them. There have been times at away games when I've been the only father in the stands. Wow. And I'm re- really very proud of that. So just letting them know that, you know, listen, I have your back, whether it's at an athletic event or uh, at a music recital. So, you know, just trying to be there for those special events in their lives. And do you ever find that that is difficult in terms of balancing work with that? Well, it certainly can be. Mm-hmm. It certainly can be. You know, I, my, I work a 60-hour work week for the most part. Wow. Uh, but uh, there's a couple of things that are important to me when I end my day. Uh, no matter what time I get home, I try to spend some time with my remaining daughter at home. And throughout the day, I make time to make sure that through electronic media, I, I stay connected to them. Text messaging is a great thing for a father these days. Yeah. So you know, I try to build that into my work, work schedule. Yeah, because um, I know some of those county board meetings can go until one, that two in the morning yeah, sometimes. There's no question about that. We've had a few of those. We're, we're getting better at it. We okay. really are. So I'm very pleased about that. And, uh, you know, for the most part, we're, we're done before nine now. But that's still, you know, I, I'm gone all day. And, you know, when you come home at 9 a.m. exhausted, the first thing that I do is, is uh, interact with, with my children to make sure that they have what they need and to find out how their day has gone. So, uh, okay. Now, you've got uh, children at three different ages. So yes. there's 38, right. there's 22, right. there's 16. Yeah. What are some of the things that you miss about when they were younger 
and maybe some of the things that you're looking forward to as they get older. Yeah, yeah. So I'll let, let me begin with what I miss. So um, when, when my daughters were young, we had this ritual every Saturday, we would go to the bookstore. Now that's been replaced with electronic media, um, but we were regulars in, in Borders and Barnes and Nobles. And every Saturday we would go to Barnes and Nobles and we would spend a couple hours there. Most of that time they were picking out a book and it, would, it was taking that amount of time to, to, to make that a reality. But that was one of those events that I absolutely loved because it was an opportunity to see uh, their interest grow in reading. It was an opportunity to, to really kind of shape, you know, the kinds of things that they were reading. And that was just a wonderful opportunity for me to spend time with them. You know, today, even today, uh, we spend uh, Sunday nights, uh, I have them all on a group text. So, you know, I'll group text something that was inspirational about my week or a challenge that I had with my week. It's a way for us all to stay connected and for us all to see, you know, that, that replaces the family dinner. Um, we had this, this other ritual in our, in our family. Sundays is dinner together as a family. Regardless to what you have going on, uh, we carve out time to have dinner together on Sunday. And for most of their formative years, that would, meant no electronic media, uh, yeah. nothing else. It was a time for us to interact as a family. And those are the things that I miss so much. Uh, today, I, the thing that I'm, I'm most excited about is how very different all three of them are. They're at different places in their lives, uh, but they still know their way home. And, and I'm, I'm pleased about that. The one thing that I've always told my wife that I've wanted to be for my children is their North Star. No matter what they have going on in their life, for them to be able to say, hey, listen, I know at any time for any reason, I can call dad. So uh, those are the kinds of things that, that I certainly miss about that. So. Awesome. Now, you, like we talked about, you've got kids at, at three different levels. So you've got 38, 22, 16. Yeah. And my understanding is you wear grandfather hat That's and exactly. father hat right. at the same time. Absolutely. So what is that like? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible I, mean, I guess everybody, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me back up. Father in high school, right? Father of a high schooler and yes. grandfather hat, because yeah. everybody's yeah. grandfather yeah. and father at the same time. Right. Yeah. But yeah. with those yeah. mixes of ages, yeah. well, so, so it's a it's a incredible mix. I try to make it a homo. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. It's an incredible mix. Uh, I try to make sure that uh, I keep those things all. There's a healthy balance. We we talk about a number of things, and it, it's so. What I find most interesting about that is the interaction between my daughters and that and that. Because you know, for my younger daughters, it's a chance to see what life's gonna be like in the future. Uh, we, we talk about college. We talk about raising children. We talk about the family. We talk about the memories that you and I have just talked about. And all of, that thing, all of those things, I believe, make up the fabric that should be a, a today's family. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, with your role in the county, you're probably involved with or aware of some things that are really good resources or strong resources for fathers to get involved with or that fathers can make use of. Can you share some of those with us? Well, well absolutely. And so, I, you know, I work with... Uh, Sheriff Clayton, with Sheriff Clayton and some other community leaders, we are working to establish uh, the My Brother's Keepers initiative, which is really a President Obama initiative, and we are uh, under former Administrator Vernon McDaniel uh, of My Brother's Keepers County. And we want to continue that work for our community. There are a number of community partners, partnerships that um, are, are out there that I encourage fathers to, to be involved in. 
you know, traditionally fathers have, have really had this role of being able to shape our communities. And I believe that in our community, we need to get back to that. Being very active and, you know, in a, in, a, in a strategic and community way, I think really will make sure that our, that our community values are where they need to be moving forward. And, you know, you know for me, uh, as the CEO of the county, I want to make sure that programs and services are available for all, for community residents. But then that requires for requires us, particularly as fathers, to step in and, and take advantage of of those opportunities. Uh, and I think things like this, this podcast, being able to talk to fathers, uh, I think you you provide a, an incredible service to our community by affording this to to community to the community and fathers. Uh, because, you know, listen, at the end of the day, we all should learn from each other. And if fathers can pick up a, a kernel of wisdom from each other, that's really what we ought to, ought to be. And, and I can't help but thank you for, uh, for having this at the, in this incredible venue. Uh, I've not been here before. This is a wonderful community vendor, venue, and my family will certainly be here. So I do want to say thank you for what you're doing for our community. Well, I appreciate that. And it's, it's certainly been an honor to serve in a couple of different capacities here in Ipsy Township and at the countywide level. Um, and I, I know that that's something that you enjoy doing as well. So it's, it's, it's really, really an honor to do so. Um, my brother's keeper. Yes. You brought that up and now yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah. So how is that progressing under the current administration so, at the national level? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh I don't know that I could uh, say very much about uh, the energy that's been generated at the national level, but let me just say here locally, uh, some of the community partners that have really stepped up in a, in, in a very strong way really have me excited. We're, we're kind of rebooting things at this point. We have a new website that will be launched, and, and I think when you look at the, the current steering committee with uh, some of our community leaders like Sheriff Jerry Clayton and... Uh, Retired State Representative David Rutledge, Scott Menzel from the ISD, uh, and uh, Ben Edmondson, the uh, principal of um, the YCS schools. Is we Ron Woods still involved? And Ron Woods yeah. at EMU. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you talk about community partners like EMU, uh, the University of Michigan, uh, Washington Community College, the ISD, we're going to be having discussions with... Um, you know, uh, uh, Washtenaw Community College and, and others. I think we have the right mix and the right right mix of leaders and the right people at the table to really move this forward in a meaningful way. Uh, so I'm really excited about the future. And really, that's about having another recess or resource or tool in your tool belt as a father and as a as a community member. Uh, to make sure that, again, I, I like to talk a lot about making sure our community values are aligned with uh, the resources that we move into the community. So, um, really excited about it. Well, that's great. So, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. So, my question to you in conclusion will be, do you have any parting advice or words of wisdom that you want to leave with all the fathers who are listening? So, so yeah, well, well, here's what I'll say. And, and, and again, I, I believe it served me well. Uh, my, my kids are, I think, incredibly balanced. They make their mistakes like any other kid, but what was important to me is to make certain that they knew that they had unconditional love. Uh, there's not a day that goes by that I don't lay my head down without saying to my children that I love them. And uh, what I want them to know is as, as they move through life, 
again, back to that whole North Star, uh, you know, um, piece. Can always come home. Can always pick up the phone, and I will always be there for you. And I think that's what our kids want the most. It isn't about the amount of money per se that you spend on your children. It is truly about the amount of time that you give your children and what you do with that time. So I would encourage fathers to make certain uh, that they find time no matter what they do for a living, no matter where they're at, uh, what they're standing in the community, is to make time for their children. And that's one thing that, that I'd like to stress that I feel is very, very important. Excellent advice. Greg, thank you so much for thank joining you. us thank on the you podcast for having this morning. Me. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah.